Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters. I'm here today with a lovely young woman called Jade Weeks. Good afternoon, Jade. Good afternoon. You're expecting your first baby. I am. How exciting is that? I know you you longed for a child for quite a few years, you and your lovely husband, Dan. Can you tell us a little bit more about your journey to motherhood? Yeah, definitely. So initially, obviously, as everyone does, you have a plan when you're younger. You think that you're going to be married by the time you're, I don't know, 25. You're going to have three children. You're going to have two boys and a girl, and you think everything's going to be perfect. Well, we um, we met in, I think, about 2008, 2009, um, got engaged in 2012, and then were married in 2014. And then we just assumed that kids would just follow naturally, as you do. And um, a year went by of us trying, you know, with no assistance or anything, and nothing was happening. So we were referred to the GP. We went to the GP, and um, they then referred us to the hospital because that was where, you know, where you have to go and have tests. And we had unlimited tests, a blood tests every single week. Um, He did his one test, as everyone will know. They just have to do the one thing, and that's it. And that was fine. Um, and then they decided to put me on some Clomid, which was to stimulate my ovaries to try and produce more eggs so that if I was to ovulate, there was a higher chance of pregnancy. Okay. Um, I did that for seven months, mm. and that still didn't work. And then we then, you know, long, further down the line, I think it was about two years later, we then took it into our own hands mm. and decided to... Um, go down the IVF route with some other tests along the way mm-hmm. and we had two rounds of IVF and then we were successful with our second. Okay, really, <laughs> really interesting. Um, so who, when you wanted to have IVF, you, you say you took it into your own hands. Did you actually request that? Did you manage to get that on the NHS? No, you have to... It is a bit of um, a difficult situation for many women because, unfortunately, it's a massive postcode lottery of where you live. Mm. So, for instance, I live in Hampshire and I'm only allowed one try. Um, A a few friends of mine live in Surrey and they're allowed up to three. Um, So that's something that everyone, I think, is trying to either change or look into because it's something that I think infuriates a lot of women Mm. because it's very expensive. Mm. they would not help me until we'd been trying physically for three years. Mm. You either have to be trying for three years or you have to be on self, um, self-helped self me- uh, medication for 12 months. Okay. And then they'll give you an extra helping hand. Um, but two years went by and it just seemed that, you know, why do we want to wait another year mm. to then start again? Because the process doesn't necessarily work straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, so fortunately, we were able to go private. So we did actually go privately okay okay and and were you successful on your first try no 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 it was second so we initially had um we went through some more rounds of climate with the private it was wessex fertility who we went through they were incredible and um so we did some clomid then we did some ovulation induction which is where you were to take the clomid so clomid is a tablet that you take um and then you were to stimulate your ovaries by injecting yourself um, to make you ovulate physically, and that yeah. is meant to work. And we did that twice. That didn't work. So we were then, they then said to us, there's just no point waiting around. Let's just go in for the f- full IVF. So we did a, um, a short protocol, which was a two-week IVF, um, and that was unsuccessful. And then we did a frozen cycle, and that was the one that was successful. Oh. <laughs> so the, with the Clomid, you say, this is yeah. the, the tablet that you take, are there side effects to that? 
Yes, there are, there are side effects to all the medication that you take. I mean, initially, like when you go through the IVF, you you are um, putting your body on pause, if you like, so you're effectively putting your body into the menopause. So if you ask anyone that's either been through that or the side effects are, you know, they're really up and down. Hormonal Mm. is one of them. Um, Bloated, just tiredness, um, angry and ratty. I mean, I don't think I was like that. (laughs) My husband might say something different. (laughs) Yes. But um, there is a lot of side effects, and I think the main thing is emotionally. Yeah. Really, and as long as you've got a support system... Yeah. And a good partner with you, then you can you can get through it. And if you want it bad enough, you would just go through anything. Yeah, yeah. So so when the tablets haven't worked and you start going into the full IVF, what's the process then? So the process, so what you were to you were to um inject yourself, so you inject yourself with um with drugs and that puts your body effectively into like menopause, mm-hmm. so it suppresses everything. Um you are then to um you then take another injection, so you're effectively... Oh, this is what I was doing anyway. Yeah. It's, it is different for a lot of people. Um, and then you were inje- I was injecting myself again um, to produce more eggs okay. um, so that when it came to egg retrieval... So they would then monitor me via ultrasound. So I would have to go back every, every week and they would um, scan me to check how many have grown and how big they've grown. Okay. Um, and then once you'd done that, you'd then go back and have your egg retrieval... So they would then collect as many eggs as they can that were the ones that they thought would fertilise. Okay. Uh, they would then put those in with the sperm into the dish and mm-hmm. hope that they would make an embryo. And you have to wait five days for that. So on day, I think it was day two, they would call you and tell you if they survived or not. Mm-hmm. So you have to like wait two days for that. Mm. And then um, you get the call. And then what they like to do is they like to make them go on to five days, which is a blast assist, which means it's... They're the best quality that you can have. Okay. Um, I decided to not wait because I think I was impatient. But, uh, you know, a lot of people do. And we obviously the first round didn't work. But the second round we were to freeze. We had one put in and one frozen. And, again, the other one was three-day anyway. So that one did work. Okay. So, yeah, then they do the egg transfer so once it's gone into addition, you create an embryo, you then go back to the hospital and they then transfer it back into your womb. And then you have to wait for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of waiting, a, a lot, lot of, of waiting. emotional turmoil. How, um, I mean, what is the success rate for people? Success rate is, is, it varies and it's depending on age. So as well as the co- kind of cause of infertility. So if your cause of infertility is um, endometriosis or polycystic ovaries, then the success rate is different with ages. So if you're under 35, it's 32%. Oh so it's not really very high. No. And if you're over 44, it's 1.9. Mm. So it's a lot of money to invest mm. in such a small percentage, but if you're not getting success elsewhere, then it's another bit of hope. Yeah, yeah. And so with all this emotional stuff going on, what sort of support network was there for you? I'm quite um, a closed person. So initially with my first round, I didn't tell anyone what mm. I was going through at all. Um, and that's quite hard when you think you've got all the emotions flying around and no one knows really maybe why you're a bit grumpy or why you're unhappy and you know you are I think it becomes more apparent that everyone you walk past is you think everyone's pregnant Mm. and everyone's having babies or especially if your friends are having babies and things um 
But I, the second time, I decided to play it completely different, and I told the closest team. I didn't tell everybody, yeah. and it was so much better because everyone was there everyone was supportive when you have to wait the two weeks and you're not allowed to physically move or really do much yeah. everyone was there helping and and my husband was incredible he was brilliant he did everything that he could for me and I also um joined a support network on Facebook as well um facility support UK and that's for everyone that's going through the same thing and yeah. everyone can write if they've had a a good day or a bad day or a rant or and then that was that's been really good mm. for me too i think the wonders of social media for things like that for support groups is amazing isn't it absolutely it's, there is so, so many that you can be part of yeah so they definitely help and you think you're the only one going through it but actually it's it's there's so many more people than what you think mm. fantastic Okay, so um, perhaps you would like to recommend some support groups that have helped you that might help other people out there who are going through similar situations? Yeah, definitely. Like I said, um, Fertility Support Support UK is the one I was mainly part of. Um, I kind of, uh, more so than writing to everybody, because I was one that was like in the background, and I I used to read what was going on, Um, that was... That was through my reflexology. Mm-hmm. So I go to Verity Paz in Wokingham mm-hmm. and I still go there now and that helps with fertility as well. So if anyone wonders if there's any treatments that you can do as well or holistic approaches, yeah. that was something that I did and I still continue to do that. And she runs the support group. Oh, so okay. we, all, we all meet through that. Um, I also was part of a um, IVF UK group on Facebook as well and that was... That was great because everyone was going through solely IVF rather than just infertility. Um, And other treatments as well that I did try. I did have acupuncture. So when I went through the IVF the first time I didn't and the second time I did. And I had it all the way through. Um, And I would say relaxation as well and positivity. Like definitely reading anything positive and relaxing the mind and things like meditation and things like that definitely helps yeah I think anything like that and also I know quite a few people who've had success by seeing a nutritional therapist Mm -hmm. who can look at the diet of you and your partner um, whether there's smoking involved or anything like that and they can sort of tell you things to cut out of your diet which can help as well so lots of alternative things we can do there Jade when's your baby due it's May the 26th Mm, how exciting (laughs) how exciting well thank you so much for coming in and, and talking to us today um i'm sure you'll have helped lots of people out there who are who are going through a similar situation and you look the picture of health so um thank you don't give up anyone out there there's there's always something else that you can do absolutely stay positive stay strong yes absolutely thank you Jane. thank you Jill. thank you thank you brooklyn's radio believes your health matters if you've enjoyed this podcast why not keep up to date with the sound of surrey by listening live at brooklandsradio.co.uk or through our free mobile app